Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Alex Anderson with the Quilt Connection. This is episode number 95. It has been a busy spring and now it looks like we're dipping into summer. I went to my personal mailbox the other day to pick up stuff and I usually go there about once a week. It had been five weeks. So I was like, oh my gosh, here's a contract from Road to California, which was due like yesterday. So I called Carolyn Reese and I said, Carolyn, we want our spot. And she's like, of course you do. And um, actually, there's something really cool about Road to California that you'll want a heads up on. She has offered to give thequiltshow.com and free exhibit. We will be getting you more details on that very, very soon. But that's right. We at thequiltshow.com are going to be able to strut our stuff at Road to California in 2010. Woohoo! But anyways, um, I've been running from one thing to another. And the last thing that I just did, I feel compelled to do a podcast on. About nine years ago, I met these two Costa Rican women at a market, and they were just opening up their quilt shop, um, El Costadera, in San Jose, and they were very, very excited about the prospect of bringing quilting to Costa Rica. Now, I'm sure that there are quilters and have been quilters in Costa Rica before El Costadera, but truly in Costa Rica, we're looking at first-generation quilters. And the owners of the store are Rocio and Maria Teresa. Well, every market, I look forward to seeing these two gals because they're just absolutely a kick in the pants. They, well, let's put it this way. If you think I'm trouble, well, put those two together and they are people I would want to hang with on a daily basis. So I would look for them and look for them. Well, about four or five years ago, they started asking me to come to Costa Rica and I would turn them down for a couple of reasons. Number one, to leave the country is a big deal in my book. It's a huge deal. And it always causes me some sort of anxiety. I want John to be with me. And at that point, John had a, what I would call regular job. He had not left and started working with us at the quilt show where of course there's flexibility. And um, if John would take vacation and go out of the country, well, then that eliminated any sort of family vacation. So I just, no, no, no. Well, in the meantime, all my kids have been to Costa Rica and they love it. So this last fall market, I met up again with Maria Teresa and Rocio and they asked. And I looked at John and I said, do you want to go to Costa Rica? And he's like, sure. So we said, yes. And they wanted me to go last year because I believe it was their 10th anniversary in the store. And the truth of the matter was we couldn't go until the beginning of June. And of course, we just got back. So I said to the ladies, this is what I think we need to do. We need to kind of structure it like a super seminar. And so I want to be able to teach as many people as I can, which means I need to have access to PowerPoint 
and a camera, and it needs to be in a stage setting. And they're like, oh, no problem at all. And um, then, this, so they found a place, a cultural center, where this event could be held. Well, the cultural center actually has two buildings in San Jose, and then they decided that I would have a one-woman show there. Okay, now I'm getting a little freaked out because I'm shipping my quilts to Costa Rica. So I chose quilts that primarily came from my books, so they would be recognizable, and um, I photographed all of them quite carefully, and boxed them up, two boxes, and I sent them to with John down to the post office, because that's how I was to send them, with an address. Well, John came back and said, um, it's going to a military base somewhere in the United States. And I'm just going like, you've got to be kidding. So I emailed um, Maria Teresa and I said, um, I'm not quite sure how these are supposed to get to you. And she said, oh, I'm not either, but they'll get here. Costa Ricans are fantastic people, and these two women just are so positive and have such sunny energy that I don't even think she thought there was a possibility they wouldn't get there. So anyways, via email, we set up that it would be a day event, and like the super seminars that Ricky puts on, we would do um, things in blocks of an hour and a half. And I would just teach them everything I could teach them in the course of that time. So um, at Spring Market, okay, it's all set in stone. They've been advertising, doing a really good job, I might say. And um, it's Spring Market only two or three weeks before I met up with them. And I said, um, so now uh, what am I doing? And they looked at me and their eyes bugged out of their heads. But I said, no, 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 you have to understand I take one thing at a time, and that is how I survive. So we figured out what I was going to do, and I came home and started preparing my lesson plan. And I decided for a handout that I wasn't going to write a book. Uh, I was just going to give them, like, crib notes that they could take um, their notes on. Now, oh, I need to say half of the people only spoke Espanol. So I started uh, using my computer and converting things over to Spanish. And then I took my PowerPoint and put um, Spanish words in in lieu of um, English words. And I I sent it to them because they were going to print it out. And they had offered to do the uh, translation. And apparently, I kind of missed the mark and caused a great amount of humor at their store. But in the end, we got it all squared away and uh, they printed out a bunch of stuff. So John and I got our passports out, packed up our things and took off to Costa Rica. Now to say that I went with blind faith would be the understatement of the century. I had her phone number and that was about it. Oh, the other thing is that when I travel, I want private accommodations because um, you just kind of need to get away and time to regroup and time to prepare and this and that. But Maria Teresa said, would you mind staying with me? And I said, "Um, of course not. Not knowing anything. Well, we got to there. Oh, first of all, we got to the airport 
in a timely manner. It was not a horrific flight. We flew from California to Houston and then from Houston to Costa Rica. And they were both about four-hour flights. And um, went through immigration and all that stuff. And there they were, uh, Maria Teresa and her adorable husband, to pick us up. So my first baptism of fire was driving in a car in Costa Rica, or I should say Maria Teresa driving in a car. And we just gave her, you know what, for it. Driving in a car in Costa Rica is something similar to a roller coaster ride where you throw your arms up and you go, woo. I mean, it's crazy driving there. There's really not a defined side of the road. I mean, there is, but it's just a suggestion. And um, you might see a stop sign, but if the light is green, you go. So there was a lot of um, acclimation that came in a very short order as we were zipping through Costa Rica. And part of this with the crazy driving, it was explained to me that a lot of the people that are on the street driving are first-generation drivers. So they aren't raised with a mom and dad driving them around and basically learning how to drive just by sitting in the passenger seat. So anyways, we get to her home, and it is gorgeous. And they're on this incredible piece of land. And John and I have our own a private room with a bathroom. The house is about five years old, and it was exquisitely put together by an architect. So that was really neat. Now, you just kind of think that you're going to stink after three days. Well, Maria Teresa and I bonded. I've decided we are separated at birth. Um, I think of myself as a fairly kind of out there person, well, she puts me in the gutter. She is just fantastic. Rocio lives with her daughter in another location, and Rocio was kind of holding down the fort at the store. And then Maria Teresa took us sightseeing and showed us her beloved city, which she loves so much. So um, before I tell you about some of the fun things we did at Costa Rica, I want to get back on the event itself. The day before... They managed to get me on like the Good Morning America of Costa Rica. And how that happened was the mother of one of the producers there actually is a quilter and made this exquisite crazy quilt and brought it into the store. And the girls had said, listen, the next time we have a show, you make sure that this crazy quilt is in there. We'll forget you've got to get it to us. And then we started. they started talking about the whole thing. And the next thing we knew, there it was. And um, I was speaking in English, and then they talked over in Spanish. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then they had these adorable women that were, quote, unquote, in the class. It was kind of a setup deal. And it was just really fantastic. Well, consequently, what happened was that the next day, the day before the event, their phones just started ringing off the hook. Chaos ensued. Um, extra people wanted to get tickets, but not only that, people did not know they existed and they had a desire to quilt. So that was just absolutely fantabulous. Um, okay, okay, go back to the one-woman quilt show where I ship my quilts off. At the Cultural Center, 
the number two place, they had an evening reception. And we didn't know if anybody would come or not. And um, there were about 75 people. And I, I have to tell you, the people of Costa Rica are just adorable. There's an innocence there. There is a um, sense of wonderment, a sense of revere. Um, I fell in love with the people, absolutely, 100%. So that was a success. And if you happen to be in San Jose for the month of June, 20 of my quilts are hanging there. And the gentleman that did that did a really great job. So the day of the event... Guess how many Costa Ricans came? We sold out at 300 people. I think that is so exciting because this craft, which is kind of being introduced to this country, obviously is catching on, just like, of course, it has in the United States. So the day went with this fantastic interpreter, Vicky. She um, is from, well, I don't quite know how it goes together. She's lived in Costa Rica like forever, but her roots are from um, Minnesota. And it, it was kind of interesting working with an interpreter because you really have to think what's coming out of your mouth. If any of you have gone to any of my lectures, um, you kind of don't know what's going to come next. I mean, yes, I have a guideline of what I want to say in my message, but depending on the response of the audience, it can um, sometimes get a little wild. Well, um, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't dry, but with the whole language thing, it brings an issue. And it, and it also, you know, when you can only say things in no more than, you know, 15 words, so she interprets it, and then you get on to the next thought, um, you have to think about it. But I did get some of my trademark jokes in, and some of the stuff that they thought was hilarious, I thought was marginal, and some of the stuff that I think is hilarious didn't get anything. So I, what can you do? I suppose that's the whole language. But um, the way I started off my speech, I was directed to do this, was to go, Puda vida, Costa Rica, and they went nuts, absolutely nuts. And that's like, live well, all is good, and all that. And then I did a little bit more in Espanol, and then that was the limit of it. It was like, como estas, um, you know, muy bien, and all this. This is stuff I learned in, you know, junior high. And I am very embarrassed that I do not know more Spanish. And it's both John's and mine endeavor to get better at it. Because in the end, I have fallen in love with that country and the people and we are going back. Not only that, I've made two new best friends. These ladies are fantastic. So to say it's all work would be the lie. Um, Maria Teresa, who's probably a 100th generation Costa Rican, had the pleasure of running John and myself, and in some of the cases, also um, Rocio and her daughter, all over Costa Rica. And... Um, they are very, very proud of their city, very, very proud of their heritage. And so it was fantastic to see the different places, um, the different museums, the different churches. Um, they took us the very first day to a volcano that it was misting and fogging and you couldn't really see anything. And then all of a sudden the sun came out 
And down in the crater of the volcano was this beautiful, beautiful lake with this green color that you just can't even believe. I mean, it was just spectacular. And then on the way back, we stopped at this really great restaurant and ate signature Costa Rican food. Now, I want to tell you that um, in case you go there, and I was directed this by my son, drink beer. It is beer unlike beer in the United States, kind of like German beer. I'm not much of a beer drinker, but ooh la la, was it good. So then we spent a day running around San Jose proper, and it's a very interesting city. Um, it's You've got to be real careful with your stuff. Uh, you don't leave anything on the front seat of your car. There's guys called the watchmen that watch your car, and then you pay them. I mean, it's it's a city that if you are not familiar with it or its customs, I mean, you just kind of have your heads up and eyes open. So they took us to a couple museums. Um, we saw an incredible gold collection and jade collection. And there was also a lot of historical stuff about the country itself, which gave me a much more precious understanding of their country. And then we went to the, um, not cathedral, um, okay, brain freeze, but the really most important church. And it was spectacular. Then we also went to their theater playhouse beautiful. And so we had a real, oh, and then the market. I always love going to markets. Now, before I got on the plane to go to Costa Rica, I really felt that I would be seeing really fantastic textiles. Such is not the case, which surprised me. In fact, there were none. Um, Their big deal is beautiful woodworking and leatherworking. And the um, woodworking, like these bowls, were just spectacular. So um, loved the day in downtown Costa Rica. Then the next day, we went to a rainforest. And I got to tell you, that was absolutely fascinating. We hit it just right. There were um, hardly anybody there. It did not rain. But I... Of course, there are lush green plants that are huge, and Maria Teresa was saying that if you, the highway or whatever you want to call the road that we went over to get there, it has to be tended because in a matter of a month, that would be covered because it's so wet and so lush. But the other interesting thing is when you saw the plants up close, they were really rather ratty and beat up. And um, I thought this was really odd. And the guide pointed out it's because unlike in the United States, we have seasons, or for most of the United States, and so the leaves drop in the fall, they come out in the spring, and they're fresh new leaves. Well, not there, because it's the same temperature year-round. We saw some great animals. We saw a sloth. We saw, I think, an anteater. We saw a tap, a tapir. I'm going to say it wrong. Tapir. Tapir. Which John were here? T-A-P-I-R and her baby. And that's a big animal. We saw a viper. And it was an eyelash palm pit viper. I don't do snakes at all. 
Um, but it was a miniature one. It was probably about six inches. And the guide would have like um, a laser light to show you these things, but he didn't use it. And John's like, where is it? And he almost put his hand on the stinking viper. Uh, not good. They have a beautiful blue butterfly, and it's called the Blue Morpho. But my favorite, favorite thing, perhaps, of the whole trip was this crazy little frog. It is called a gaudy leaf frog. It's square when it's sleeping underneath a leaf and flat. And when you wake it up, it's got big, gigantic red eyeballs and red fingers for toes with suction cups. And then when it stretches, it has cobalt blue under its armpit. I am telling you, it doesn't get cuter than that. Um, it just, oh, I got to say this too. I have to say this too. We did take two days and go to the beach, just John and myself. And I got a couple of massages. We jet skied. First time I've ever done that. I told John I was on the front. I only put suntan lotion halfway up my forehead and I got a burn like you can't even believe. But we had a ball. Truly, it's much less expensive there than Hawaii. The beach was beautiful. We were in the northern west area of Costa Rica. We took a little plane in, and um, I think our room was 119 a night. It was the Hilton. And I'll tell you, in Hawaii, that room would have been four or 500. I mean, we had a view of the ocean. It's hot there. It's super hot. Uh, the day we were actually at the beach, when we sat in a under a covered little hut thing, there was a breeze. But I mean, you can't even hardly breathe. It's so wet and it's so hot. Oh, yes. And there we saw monkeys, or we heard them and saw them, and we saw an iguana. So, um, no kidding, Pura Vida, Costa Rica. I love your country. John and I cannot wait to go again, and um, it'll probably be in a couple years. That said, I'm waiting for my two buddies to show up, Joan Wolfram and Dara Williamson, and we're taking off for the summit. The summit is where we go once a year up in the foothills of California and we sew our brains out. It started as three days and now it's extended to a week. And at the summit, it's where we discuss our dreams and desires. It's where Joan decided she would have a pattern company, JWD Publishing, of which she does my patterns. It was at the summit that Simply Quilts had been canceled and Joan said, be still for a year, something else will come and it will be better. And it was because of Joan's advice of being still and keeping your eyes open that I bumped into my dear friend and now business partner, Ricky Timms, and we have thequiltshow.com. And speaking of thequiltshow.com, we're just about to start a new series in uh, July through the end of the year. It is fantastic. You um, will want to make sure that if you did not get a year membership that you're going to want to renew it because you're not going to want to miss any. And also, John is going to be putting up some smile boxes, which are like rotating slideshows of our trip to Costa Rica. So I guess I need to end this because the girls are going to be here. I think everything is about packed. Um, so until we meet and we do get around, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.